roadmap idea, we kind of look at it all, the, 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 the much bigger picture, and then figure it out that way. It reminds me of writing books. I know that you write books too. But when you write a plot of a book, you usually start at the end, and then you work backwards. And because of that, you've always got the end in mind, and you always keep referring to the end, and you know where you're going. So the idea of the investment roadmap, for me, is like that. It, it, it literally is a map. First we do this because we want to do that. Then we move to this and we can't do this because of this. You know, and all these things get answered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Seven Stones podcast. We like to cover a broad range of topics, including business, real estate, legal advice, people of Indonesia and many more. In this episode, we're going to be getting into a topic we mention a lot on our blogs and videos and general conversations we have with all our partners, which is investment roadmaps. What is it? What does it consist of? And all the other questions regarding this subject. We're going to be getting into the details today with some fellow experts with me here in the studio. You've met them briefly in the first couple episodes. Welcome again, Tadia and Andy. How are you both today? Hi. Uh, very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank yeah, you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. How have you been keeping busy since the last time we spent recording? Yeah, we we're actually very busy. Uh, time, yeah, no, it's surprisingly busy. We're in the middle of COVID-19 and a pandemic, but, but business is really picking up and a lot of people looking positively forward to better times, yeah. Hmm, sounds good. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Some of it is, yeah. Actually, not all of it. But no, some of it, no, some of it is. Yeah, no. I think I think it's it's exciting. I think a lot of people realize that they have to do what we're talking about roadmaps. And I think there's a lot of investors, both a mixture of new and sort of established investors, that see opportunities in in, in the mess that we're in with this with this pandemic. Uh, but at the end of it, something better will come out of it. Um, I think we see a lot of interest of people who wants to actually move here and establish themselves here, and that also relates back to the topic that we're talking about today. Mm which is investment roadmaps. So most obvious question is, what is it? I'm going to let you answer that. <laughs> uh, it actually, it's actually came out of one of the things that you were, you were driving about a year ago, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, I think it, it started off like investments in, in, in particular in Bali, but also other parts, Lombok, Flores and so on, has been very notorious to kind of find a piece of land, build a villa, and then start a business without doing any checks. Is it a, you know, properly zoned area, you know, all kinds of aspects that keeps coming back on this. So we started doing some presentations on uh, different investment opportunities. And that kind of dealt with, are you here to retire? Are you here to run a business? Are you here short term? Are you here long term? What's your exit plan, if any, and so on. And in the end, I think we, we sort of concluded that in towards what we call investment roadmaps. So we we believe in helping people to crystallize and clarify what they're really aiming to do, because then the whole the whole aspect of how they want to set themselves up, is it is it better for them to invest into a local company? Do they set up their own or, or do, it, do they do an individual investment type of visas and so on? So all these things connect into what they're actually trying to achieve. Nice. So basically, you'll be addressing some challenges that most um, business startups face, which is that they have 
for example, a property, but they don't know the correct licensing or the permits, and they'd have to go to multiple different uh, companies almost to... I, I think one of the best sort of um, studies or cases or samples we can look into is actually where we are right now, like in Changu. So if you're at the beach or you come four or 500 meters inland, it's zoned as a tourism zone. And then it starts as a residential zone and parts of it are green belts. But through all of these three different zones, you'll find heaps of restaurants, heaps of villas and heaps of, you know, whatever goes on. Uh, and some of those are obviously totally legit and well structured and set up and, and gone through the process. But others will have, you know, problems with the zoning. They're actually in a residential area running a big restaurant. Uh, some of the villas we know they're built on green belts they can't do any changes on what they have they might not even have an IMB and so on and so on so it's quite a complex picture and in the early days I guess that was fairly straightforward and nobody really cared but now with the with the regulations coming more and more you know we've gone through the setup of the OSS system and uh, also omnibus law is going to come all of that is depending on the right uh, structures the right permits and the right zoning for your business so all these uh, proper zoning permits licenses everything how will seven stones in Indonesia be providing the solutions that or answers that people are asking for well we are the answer uh, no, I think you I think, are the investment roadmap. <clears throat> I think I think different from other agencies like typical typical uh, advisors, whether it's real estate or legal or or anything else, they they kind of just deal with the box that they're presented with and trying to make sense out of it. While we kind of t- take a step back from that and try to get people early in the process, or it's someone who is an established business and they're starting to get questions from tax office, permit office local binders and so on and different things that they need to comply with and they get confused so we try to pull the client out of that and have a conversation with them uh, and this is something we, we we do for totally free we don't charge any consultation fees or anything um, to then to then help them to think through what 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 they are you know whether they want to go uh, whether they want to be and 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 like we said before if they have any particular exit plans at some stage they the stage they might want to you know sell the business or they want to return back to their home countries so that that becomes part of the whole setup so then it's either a company setup or it's a private investment it's a retiree uh, setup they just want to spend some months here every year and so on and so on I think as well you know <coughs> the, sort of the birth of the idea as far as I remember it was as a result of a number of different meetings that yourself and, and the real estate department was dealing with you know there, there, were, there were questions about like you say the, the, the zoning and the and the legitimacy of your villa operation and all that sort of stuff and I think with the idea of the investment roadmaps is, is, as I see it it, it kind of um, uh, was a platform to be able to connect dots mm-hmm. they're all part of the process and I think what what was happening with us and I think was and doesn't anymore because of this investment roadmap idea but and I think it still happens with other people is that the 
you go in there as a, as a customer and your, your one question is answered, but there are a lot of other questions that need to be answered in order for mm. you to kind of move forward on that journey, you know? Um, whereas this investment roadmap idea, we kind of look at it all, the, the, the much bigger picture, mm-hmm. and then figure it out that way. It reminds me of writing books. <laughs> I know that you write books too. But <laughs> when you write a plot of a book, you usually start at the end, and then you work backwards. Mm. And because of that, you've always got the end in mind, and you always keep referring to the end, and you know where you're going. So the idea of the investment roadmap, for me, is like that. It, it, it literally is a map first we do this because we want to do that then we move to this and we can't do this because of this you know and all these things get answered pretty early on in the process right i mean it's like that, that's the idea. we don't we, we don't wait for problems to happen we yeah. kind of try to address everything all all the not at the same time but all in one kind of go or, or at yeah. least to, to to minimize you know yeah. the, the exposure of problems like Bali has been known for nominee structures and, you know, everyone knew it was kind of illegal, but everyone still did it because, you know, there was no issues. But then, you know, financial interest, sometimes the beneficial owner gets a bit naughty, sometimes the nominee gets a bit naughty. So there was all kinds of issues and that got kind of flushed out or dealt with with the tax amnesty where tax office started asking questions to people, you know, who is the, you know, owner of this and who, who should we charge taxes to and so on, which which ended that but it's the same like like for instance like a, a lease operation uh, where people say oh as a tourist you can lease land and buildings and anything you want for as long as you want that that's actually not correct you have to have a you know a professional setup a company and qualify yourself to actually be able to hold that so again the solution to that has always been that uh, the expat will will work together with a local and the local will uh, take down all the permits and operate in their name but the money goes to the expat account and then the expert actually holds the master lease. So then, uh, as an example, the tax office comes on the door and says, okay, who operates this business? And let's say that, you know, Wayan or whoever it is, so it's me, I'm running this. And, uh, you know, uh, this is what, what we've earned and this is the taxes that I'm going to pay. And then the tax office is going to say, well, who owns the villa? Because we see this expat running around the whole time. And they said, oh, yeah, he, he owns the lease, but it's me running it. And said, oh, so you give him the money. And then they need to see like a legitimate uh relationship which they can also tax so the expert will get taxed again and obviously that adds on to the bill of, of, of running a, a business or it could be like in a case where immigration is coming along and they say oh who is living here or is this expat what is he doing or he's actually owning the the villa and i'm running the business for him and then he could possibly also see or she the the request for then a, a qualified you know work permit because he's actually having an active income uh, and that's before you start talking on individual operations for a villa, for a restaurant, for all kinds of businesses. So I think a lot of people are waking up to, uh, for now, smaller problems, but they grow bigger and bigger. And in particular, the big thing right now is the, is the tax aspect, where the tax office is becoming more and more aggressive because that's the main income for a com- country. And in Indonesia, it's been known to be not so important because most people have been living off from agriculture and so on. Uh, but as Indonesia modernizes and normalizes itself, it becomes more and more important, and they're driving these aspects forward and, and has a very developed structure on how they do that. So it's only a matter of time before they, they get to all of this, and then you will have to comply. Uh, same with 
what Jokovi launched in 2018, the OSS system. They're trying to pull all these uh, permits into a centralized system and it, it's starting to work well. The next thing we'll see now is, is the omnibus where you can't get a permit if you haven't gotten the right underlying zoning, the build permits, the operational permits, and so on and so on. So these are the types of conversations and solutions that people should expect coming into Seven Stones Indonesia, <coughs> yeah. just helping you through. Absolutely, I think yeah. I think I think new investors definitely should have it, and I also think uh, existing investors, you know, to create a roadmap to consolidate what what they uh, actually have and not, and what they own and not, and what the structure is on. Like like today, we had a, an American couple coming into the office, uh, being half into a process and several hundred thousand dollars investment and they've already paid for a villa and they have no idea as to what structure that's going to be owned and someone suggested that oh uh, it's in the name of my nominee and we should just keep that nominee and we continue the agreements which then uh, sets them up for potential tax fraud you know in the um, eyes of the Indonesian law Uh, if the nominee decides to be nice that's okay and if they don't they don't really have any legal legs to stand on and they were going down the road of getting a retiree or a pension kitas which is okay when when you live here but if you then also run an uh, operational business on the on the premises then you can't as a right here retiree you don't have the right to actually earn an income so then you have to restructure and set up a company and most probably end up with some kind of investor kitas or something like that i think the it's still a few things that that you can't be totally sure of but what we say to clients is like secure your assets your investments at least you have that you own it clearly in some shape or form and then you look at the different operational aspect and structure that as well as possible and some of those you might need a local partner local company or something that runs and operate that and and after that then it 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 doesn't really matter you know you're set to go and you you can operate uh, peacefully and structured so you're guiding them through that journey which is why it's called a roadmap, kind of showing them what that's like. And it's uh, almost like, um, I think we briefly mentioned it before, where it started because you were a real estate company, but then you needed to figure out, oh, act, there's there's multiple aspects, there's multiple questions that need to be answered. So why not have it all under one umbrella, almost, where you can just think, go within the or, other or departments? One process. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we saw in the days when we were just doing real estate, both uh, for Seven Stones and other companies we've been involved with, is that you sold a piece of land to someone, uh, and you kind of brought them to the notary, and the notary went through a due diligence, and they built a villa, they started the operations, and then they come back to you with problems. They didn't know that it wasn't the correct zoning for a commercial villa. They have problems with you know uh, Airbnb, commercial aspects, and so on and so on. So that made us made us think and, and, and trying to sort of see, okay, what, what do we do? And there was always the fear of, oh, if we tell people everything, then, you know, they're not going to buy. And at the same time, we really want to be transparent and make sure people do the right thing. Um, and it was very difficult for us to, I guess, find the right answers to begin with. Uh, both of us speak Indonesian, I guess, so that, that helped to sort of penetrate and start looking at regulations, talking to big law firms, good advisors, and so on. And slowly, slowly, we learned about it and got quite excited about the whole thing and emerged into more of a, I wouldn't use the one-stop shop, but, but, but people can come to us comfortably and have a conversation. And I think that we don't charge 
a fee upfront to say, oh, for one hour you have to pay us whatever. We, we meet with them sometimes one, sometimes three, sometimes five times without actually charging a fee. And in between that information they get, they go back and they, they verify this, they do some studies online. And I think they get, get comfortable with what we put across and, and, and then we get into actually engage on providing a service, whether that is setting up a company or provide them with a work permit or you know build permits and so on and so on. The, the, the feedback we're getting uh, from clients <coughs> around this is very much that the process um, creates peace of mind. So people feel much more in control of their destiny, if you like. You mm -hmm. know, they, 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 they know which, what are the stages they need to go through, they know what papers they need, they know what things need to be signed. Everything's really clear. Um, and I think from, from a business and a brand perspective for us, that's kind of where we want to be. We want, we want to be in a situation where we are genuinely, you know, being as ethical as we can and we're trying to help people. And the more information that we can give to a situation, the clearer it becomes for somebody to understand. And, you know, we don't, it, it kind of supports the idea of their perceptions too and their expectations. So we kind of, in, in these conversations, we um, we put them on the right path saying, yes, you can do this. No, don't even think about doing that because that you can't do that for this particular purpose. Mm -hmm. So it kind of clears the, the air of fluff and kind of makes things a lot a lot clearer. Mm. I think also the w one important aspect of this is that we, what we sell to people, if anything, is is integrity, transparency, and at the end of it, time. Right? So they can go and do all these things and find it out themselves, but but it can be time consuming and sometimes a bit difficult. So that's probably one aspect, and I think <clears throat> you have several different types of investors some will be a bit more aggressive some will be a bit more risky but but with a clear picture they can do they can do their risk management of what they want to do which in many cases if you don't have all the information you you, you can't and kind of like what Andy said that you, you you begin with the end of the story and then come backwards like today you can see people if they sell a villa let's say I own a villa in your name and you're my nominee and then I sell this villa that I've owned or I think I own for 10 years and you're still cooperative and nice. So, so you let it happen through, you get your fees and I end up with a million dollars in my bank account and then I want to take that money back to, let's say, Australia or Norway or whatever. Then the bank will right away say, well, where did this money come from? Even though they know they have to have an underlying reason for it. They said, well, I got that money from Tia because she was my nominee. And then they have to comply with, with tax aspects of that. And you can't get the money out because you don't have an underlying aspect and you will eventually be taxed 20%. Tax office might then say, oh, you know, how much did you really earn over these 10 years you've been there? You probably run a business. They start doing a tax audit and they can go back sometimes up to 15 years and you end up with a massive, massive backlog of it. While you, if you're set up as a company from day one and you've operated and paid operational taxes and permits and everything is okay, you, you, you sell a company, you want to take the money home to wherever you came from, there's no problem because you, it's a legit setup. So essentially you're just trying to, this investment roadmap is what will be saving people from legal nightmares and all those kind of yeah. things people talk about when trying to start up a business in Indonesia. Yeah, I think the there's a lot of uh, very successful stories in, in, in Bali and Indonesia of expats who's done really well, but there's also, n nobody talks about that, nobody sort of says, oh, I, I made millions of dollars and I'm rich and famous. 
but you always hear about all the bad stories where there's been nominee issues, tax issues and so on. So I think part of our mission there too is to, to show people that there is a safe roadmap, there is a, a structured way of doing this where you can minimize the risk and, and, and that way attract more investors into, into Indonesia, into Bali, into other, other areas. Um, and that again makes a good impact to the local community. You know, the, the, an area takes off in terms of tourism or, or whatever it is, yeah. And if people wanted to <coughs> have a get more information, have a direct face-to-face conversation, where would they go? Uh, good question, because we're never in the office now. I, I think um, <laughs> we, we have a lot of information in our web pages. Um, and also, Gapura Bali is a, is a good source of information. That's one of our media sites. Um, but yeah, uh, reach out through an email or, or WhatsApp or any, any, any of our contact details that, that you can also find on the web page and, and we'll set up an appointment and you know we, we meet individually or parts of our team and we, we have several legal you know, lawyers and notaries in the office who can also then uh, dig into further details of, of each process and each uh, individual case. So on the website is the company <coughs> um, contacts as well as your per- personal contacts? Uh, I'm not sure whether the personal contacts are in there, but anything coming in goes to hello at sevenstonesindonesia.com or legal at sevenstonesindonesia.com and we'll, and we'll get it. Okay. Or, or to the phone number, uh, you know, you can send a WhatsApp or a phone has a WhatsApp account so they can contact on that too. Okay. So, okay. Thank you so much for all that information and for joining us today terry and andy you're welcome thank you and um thank you so much for all you listeners out there for tuning into this podcast if you have any other inquiries regarding this investment roadmap or real estate tourism legal advice business and marketing don't forget as we mentioned you can reach us through hello at sevenstonesindonesia.com or do check out our website sevenstonesindonesia.com we just did a a whole rebrand exciting stuff and we're also available to answer your questions directly through instagram or linkedin let us know what kinds of conversations you'd like to listen to on the seven stones podcast and as usual we will see you in our next episode Mm -hmm.